This is Inspired Astrology with Lauren K. Hickman, offering energy interpretation for every new moon, full moon, and significant celestial event. Welcome to my world. This is Lauren K. Hickman bringing you the Pisces full moon report. Uh, It is September 1st right now, but the full moon is falling right around midnight. So I thought I'd give a little connection heads up there. Um, I guess in news in my world, (laughs) I just moved. So I am no longer in no coast. I am now on the fresh coast up here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is very exciting during very strange times. But Dragon, my hound dog, and I are safely arrived up here in the Lower East Side, just getting settled in. Um, I posted a Virgo report if you wanted to do some reading on that. But we'll focus a little bit more on the Pisces full moon. Um... When I kind of connect with the energy of tonight, I think of many hands make light work. You know, that's a saying and phrase that I've heard my whole life. Many hands make light work. And it never really made sense to me until adulthood when I realized that so many of my efforts and tasks I felt like I had to do on my own or that I had to be independent, which is so much a part of our our culture here in the United States. It's this idea of doing things yourself, doing it your own way, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Um, And I think that there's like sort of this lacking of the communal effort, the connection to community and that actually things can be way more joyful when we allow ourselves to kind of share, share the opportunity, share that connection. So Virgo learns from Pisces that you don't have to do anything alone, that work and play and experience is more fun when others are invited to share the burden, the joy, the process. Um, so I think specifically about my, my dear, dear best friend, Sonia Ash, who is a Pisces sun sign. And she offered to come up here and help me to move. She offered to spend six hours driving and help me to get set up in my house, to unpack my kitchen, to help me move boxes, to help me just align myself with this move and to enjoy the transition process, which has been really blessed, very auspicious, a lot of work, a lot of effort, which seems very appropriate for Virgo season. Um, But it was such a joy to share this experience and to feel so seen by my friend. Um, And by allowing her into my life, it not only nourished my process and experience, but gave her an opportunity to feel good about helping a friend out. So really it was a win-win situation. Um, I, I can't say enough about how much that taught me, me as an Aries sun sign that feels very independent and fierce and I'll do it alone because that's just been my mode. That's been my way of operating for so long. And here I am with a Pisces moon, always feeling like I need to connect. I need to connect with others. And her Pisces sun sign was like, this is how we do it. We share the load. We share the burden because we're all one. 
uh, and less words than that. So, so here we are at this Pisces Virgo axis, the full moon being the op- oppositional balance of these two energies. Um, very different, um, but entirely complementary. So Virgo is this nose to the grind work ethic. Um, and it's contrasted here by the daydreamy vision of Pisces. So Pisces asks us to step back into the primordial soup of the universe where we're united. You know, I really think of Pisces as the 12th sign in the the Zodiac, the Zodiac. (laughs) Register to vote people, it must be on my mind. Um, So the, the Pisces being the 12th sign of the Zodiac where the culmination point, where everything dives back into oneness, the unity consciousness, the watery realms of the etheric you know that neptune rules you know and neptune is a big part of this chart i'll get into that here in a bit here um okay so pisces let's talk about the pathology of pisces is that when it buys into its fractured illusion about the material plane when it buys into glamour when it buys into the idealistic romantic neuroses that places other people on pedestals or places beauty on pedestals or whatever concept it is it forgets that unity consciousness forgets that unity consciousness is the true reality that's quantum physics for you um so pisces evolutionary end goal is to get us back to unity back to oneness which we need more than ever right now. And I didn't write about this in the report, but this idea of like Virgo and hygiene and masks and consent and responsibility, doing the work, you know, all of those kind of feed into the current circumstances and times. Like to get to unity consciousness, we all have to respect one another's boundaries right? And and in a viral pandemic, this seems to be very pertinent at the moment. So these full moons that we're at, once again, it's a, it's a tipping point, you know, it's, it's time to take the garbage out, so to speak, you know, this once a month uh, experience. So what have you been building up? What needs to be poured out at the moment? This could have a positive connotation. You know, are you preparing the execution of a project or has your infectious thinking been poisoning your well does that need to get purged is there an emotional stagnance do you need to have a good bath and a good cry this evening so full moons are literally a time to reflect upon your ego actions and to find those harsh emotional truths behind them So what's this underlying motivation in your movements? What are you manipulating or what are you altruistically combining yourself with? Have you sacrificed too much of your energy or is it just that you are giving just enough to feel deeply satisfied with your efforts and with your engagement? So I mentioned Neptune. Neptune is in retrograde right now. And Neptune tells us to abandon hope and fear. Hopes and dreams and wishes and ambitions are Aquarian. They're 11th house activity. So Neptune says, what do you need to let go of here? You know, we need to let go of expectations. We need to revel in acceptance. 
So there's a broad conjunction right now. And this is a conjunction or when two celestial beings are connected by a couple of degrees but that doesn't mean that like the moon and neptune are literally sitting next to each other in the sky it just means from the perspective of earth that by degree within a zodiac alignment that they're connected even if they're trillions of miles away i don't even know how to gauge that much space honestly it's amazing and awe-inspiring to think of how big the universe is so when i say that thing that two things are conjunction conjunct it's just from the perspective of our planet um so i'm hearing a lot of reports talking about oh this like universal consciousness energy and like yes that's always true but neptune is in retrograde right now we have uranus in retrograde mars is about to be in retrograde chiron is in retrograde jupiter saturn pluto that thruple is all in retrograde right now so this again is a time to reflect internalize process this is really like digestion time universally. That's what I'm I'm feeling. Like what have the last 2000 years gotten us to, you know, how how has human uh, exploration, evolution, uh, community, all of this kind of culminated. Like what, what, uh, did we not chew enough <laughs> at the beginning of the digestion process? What did we not salivate on that we're now trying to digest in the lower realms, right? Like we have to like sit on these lumps. It's going to take a lot longer to claw through some old rotten stuff in our tum-tums collectively. Um, so I, I mean, when you have this conjunction between a Neptune in retrograde and the moon, um, I'm not sure if cosmos expansive insights are really in the playing cards here. I think that, uh, this is about influencing macro insights less so much, right? More of a micro insight. So considering our own personal universes, going within the retrograde, stopping and having a look at our own tendencies, our own delusions. So are your insides matching your outsides? Has your emotional work um, that you've either been avoiding or the emotional work you've been integrating how is that nurturing and or preventing your progress in your outside life, in your community and at, uh, at work, your career, your realm outside of self? Uh, so take some time to self-nurture this week. I know a lot of humans that take full moon baths and that's like a nice reminder. I mean, it doesn't have to be ritualistic. It doesn't have to be something magical or ooey gooey. It's just like getting your teeth clean, like go chill out, like have a moment for yourself. Um, so I was, I was kind of pondering, all right, what season it, it's like not quite apple pie season, but certainly it's like a stone fruit tart kind of making time or like creating something really gorgeous, like a marigold wreath. I wish I had a marigold garden up here. I do not. <laughs> um, but like maybe making something with your hands, keeping your hands busy, Virgo, um, and daydreaming about the end results, eating the tart or beholding your beautiful marigold wreath of the season. Um, so the zoom out view of this full moon, so you know, we're kind of getting out of the interpersonal piece and getting like a larger lens here. So the zoom out view of this full moon is asking us to look at how we've been fueling our communication with self and others. There's a Gemini uh, ascendant on this chart for this for today. 
Um, so how have you been gathering perspectives on all the world happenings, right? So Virgo, I think about truth with a capital T. I think about integrity and service and doing the hard work to get to the bottom of things. Um, Pisces is that kind of immediate insight, the intuition component. Virgo is about the material, physical plane sort of uh, enactment of those insights. So we have a lot of horrible shit happening in the world. Um, And I I say that uh, because that's the kind of the ego personality perspective on on a larger scale. Yes, everything is in its right place, but we are in a storm and a torrential burnout period. California is on fire. We've had hurricanes. There was a derecho in Iowa this like couple weeks ago. Uh, There was another shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, just a couple uh, miles south of where I am now currently located. And there has been some bullshit going on, some like real racist, systemic garbage that needs to be brought to the surface. I am absolutely outraged at it's like we're just repeating the same patterns over and over and over again and it's so painful and to see all these people putting themselves out there to go protest in the middle of a pandemic to bring this stuff to the surface to really bring it uh into the the viewpoint of all you can't turn away from this crap unless you are putting yourself into a hole right now and this is not the time for any of that so i'm asking you to to consider like are you sticking to one news source are you are you expanding your circle to connect with lots of journalists and colleagues and friends and family members with differing viewpoints to try to gain a bigger perspective on what truth with a small t looks like for different people um how have you set your biases aside to listen harder rather than waiting to insert your hard-earned viewpoint, right? Because often we're just waiting to insert, like, well, I think about this. It reminds me of a Monty Python skit, like, I just want to say, you know? (laughs) So, like, are you correcting your own bigotry? Are you paying attention to the words coming out of your mouth? Um, Are you paying attention? Are you guiding others and sharing and doing your part Uh, to be firm but intentional about these shifts. You know, having hard conversations are how we make change happen. Uh, It's, okay, so my teacher always used this example of the hundredth monkey. And I don't know if this is in pop psychology as much as it was in like the 1970s, but she always used this about how consciousness and collective change occurs, right? So you have a monkey washing an apple, right? And then another monkey's like, my apple is dirty. And that monkey's washing his apple. So maybe I should wash my apple too. And then there won't be dirt in my teeth. And that's gross. So maybe I'll enjoy this like sweet fruit much better. You know, and then another monkey sees them washing their apples and another monkey, etc., etc. So this this spilling point, the hundredth monkey is the spillover point for when we watch how change occurs and how things can be done better and more intentionally. Uh, we are communal beings, and I love I love that like that spillover method. That if you just keep dancing to the beat of your own drum, if you keep being authentic, somebody else will notice that. Somebody else will see your authenticity and be inspired to try to do a little better, to try to to be more of themselves. Right. 
All right, I am off my soapbox on that one. Um, intention, yes. Okay, so Mercury, the planet Mercury, uh, is today's ruling planet. Um, so by that I mean that Virgo is ruled by Mercury and uh, friend Gemini on the Ascendant is also ruled by Mercury. So um, I think that today, this week, a couple days, right? This is about using integrity with our words. Think twice before you speak and you'll be twice the better person for it. Um, my astrologer babysitter childhood friend, Dorothy, who basically is the reason I'm doing this today, you know, <laughs> she always said, think twice before you speak and you'll be twice the better person for it. You know, so Neptune retrogrades influence on Mercury's thinking process might be a bit muddling or it can be highly clarifying. So unwind on some of the restrictive thinking patterns and maybe do some collaborative listening to soul, to the deeper self, and you may get something helpful on the other side, just by contemplating, just by sitting. So recall that not all revelations are massive, explosive, dramatic experiences. Insight doesn't have to be a firework to be helpful on the path. It doesn't have to be a flare gun. Sometimes a pack of matches is all you need to get to the next stop on the journey. So the Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter conjunction is still in retrograde and still in Capricorn. This isn't going away soon, folks, and this has been the consistent astrology for the year, playing out differently with other characters celestially. You know, their Neptune is enshrined to this lovely thruple, and Venus is in opposition to all this at the moment in Cancer. So, um, you know, so let's focus you know, Venus and Cancer. How do we nurture ourselves, right? How do we feel secure? How do we att- attract other nurturing people in our life instead of controlling pains in the toots, you know, patoot? So focusing in on the immediate, let's consider how your self-nurturing, your ability to love and offer security to yourself, your self-worth, your sanity is helping you to steer clear of power-hungry authority figures and energy-sucking narcissistic vampires. Yes, however charming and shiny and all the gravity that they have, it's not okay to take away from your sovereignty or take away from your life's direction. So how has your search for a soulmate right? How has seeking the Ken and Barbie ideal of your own manifestation got in the way of seeing the good friends, the loved ones, and the potential and current mates that are right in front of you? Have you given the old ball and chain a good snug this season? Maybe a thank you card to your dear friends may be in order. But on a non-relational level, how are you attracting nourishment during these times of depression, grief, and transition. Let's wrap back around to the Pisces. Let's wrap back around to the Pisces Virgo access point. So when we ask for assistance, when we allow others to join us in our experiences or show up and say yes, yes, I'll do that for others, service is automatic and it feels good on both ends. To be wanted, to be needed. It feels good, right? Often it's easier for us to show up for another person than it is to show up for ourselves. 
So how can we hold ourselves accountable in our immediate communities to share the burden of these dismal yet historic moments? How can we find joy, imagination, potential outcomes in the little day-to-day movements? How can collaboration help you feel connected again? We are never alone. This is Lauren K. Hickman and my hound dog dragon signing off. Have a lovely full moon. We'll talk to you on the other side. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.